The Star Hours, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast from the Star in Sheffield. Listen, lads, I've uh, been thinking, you know, we, we, we seem to keep turning corners and, you know, things seem to be going right for one or two episodes, but then we'll just make the same mistakes again, praising defenders who then, a couple of weeks down the line, go and have massive rooks, you know, firing blanks in front of goal. It just keeps happening time and time again and gets to the point where you think, we're just going to have to change personnel here. So let's get this week out of the way and then we'll have a real look at things. But there's definitely some changes needed here. Anyway, welcome to the Star Owls after an incredibly frustrating weekend for Sheffield Wednesday. I'm Liam Hoden and joining me first, our man who had an afternoon in the sun at Craven Cottage, it's Alex Miller. How are things, Alex? Yeah, very good. Bit bit concerned about your opening gambit there. Well, uh, yeah. I'm, neither I'm was right. When the season started, and uh, yeah, now we're getting turned over already. <laughs> I've got, got to put you on notice. We need to keep standards up. There needs to be a change in culture. So I we'll have to say, <laughs> you've, you've got a, you've got, a, you've got an opportunity to prove yourself this week. So we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. Somebody else looking to prove themselves is still stuck at the other side of the world, though. It's Joe Cran. How are things, Joe? Yeah, I'll be the first to go, mate. If if you if you're getting rid of people who aren't up to the cause, I'll be first out the window. I'm six thousand miles away. <laughs> Well, we'll have to see, as we say. Just let you know, we are recording on a video conference inside, so if you do experience any audio issues, we uh, we apologise profusely. Let's get into it then. Fulham, and we've used the term Groundhog Day, Alex, several times uh, over this, certainly even this restart, but certainly this season. But um, the same kind of mistakes, again, costing Sheffield Wednesday in what was otherwise a, a entertaining game. An all-action game, but Wednesday undone by really, really poor defending. Yeah, nuts game, really. Crazy game. Um, you know, he scored three goals away from home at the team that's been up, up and about the uh, top three or four places all season. And, and you, you know, you'd take that, wouldn't you? But, um, yeah, conceding five. Every t- I mean, Gary afterwards, obviously, talking about the defending and stuff, it just felt like every time that Wednesday just got themselves back into it, there was another mistake around the corner, and like you said, it's just it's just happened far too much this season. It, it's sort of that if you don't laugh, you'll cry situation by this point, um, and you can fully see his frustration. You know the way the results have been, you, you can understand, you know the, the the questioning of Monk and his methods and stuff, but you, you do feel for him <laughs> regardless. It's just it individual stuff. Every single time, and and you just wonder. Look, you know, neither none of us three have been, you know, part of that football world. But you do wonder whether that can be coached into someone. I, I don't know. You know, when it comes down to concentration, you know, we've spoken a lot about the fact that you know this is a small squad, and you know that that tiredness does come into it. But the fact is, this was happening in January, February, even before that. You know, even when they were third in the league, the, the defensive lapses were were creeping in and, and costing them points all the way through. Like, you know, thinking back to Blackburn and, and Stoke and, you know, all these games. So, yeah, just utterly, utterly weird. I'd sort of put that in my report that, you know, that this is the weirdest football team I've spent any time watching. Um, and to be honest, that's that's not a badge of honour as it stands. Um, yeah, just re- re- like you say, just really frustrating. And, and that Groundhog Day thing again. Yeah. Yeah, I think it what summed the afternoon up completely were the fact that they managed to get within a goal 
heading into stoppage time and still managed to concede again. You know, it just kind of just some, you know, actually, nah, forget it, lads. You know, it, it just kept it come, coming again and again and again. It's so frustrating. And you can, and as you said, you can completely understand Gary Monk's frustration after. He, he had plenty of um, harsh words to say, didn't he, Joe? He did. I just want to say, like, the, the, one of the most frustrating things is that in normal circumstances, if we were where we are with the points we've got that far clear of the relegation zone and you lose 5-3 away at Fulham, everyone will be going, that was an absolute cracker, that. You know, like, well played, lads. You know, you got back into it. Atty New Year's got his 50th. You know, we've, we've got three goals away from home. But because of the nature of what's going on, it's still meltdown. You know, it's still in meltdown mode. And, and, and yeah, Gary, Gary was... He didn't mince his words, put it that way. You know, he... Uh, you can you can see he's done with some of them, you know. You can see that he's done with some of the lads in that team. That he's just, you know, he all he all but said, "I'm sick of you now. If you can't if you can't do this consistently, you can get out of the club." Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think that's a plus personally. I think that the everyone's been saying there needs to be changes made. Everyone said there needs to be a personnel change. And you know, the fact that he's coming out and saying it and the fact that there, there is clearly things in place. He says he's already had talks with the club about, you know, he won't go into details, obviously, but he said he's spoken to the club and they seem to be on board with what he's saying. Um, but it's clearly needed. You know, the, just, I'd, I did a piece on Sunday and like just some of the numbers from this season are ridiculous. Like they just don't make any sense. We, if you look at the top six divisions in English football, going down to the north-south conference basically um, only Man City have scored more away goals on Wednesday this year but then if you look at home I think it's 10, 10 teams out of all of those six divisions have scored less at home and it's just it makes no sense it, the, the, even the game against Fulham you know you look at that game and Wednesday made more key passes than they did Wednesday had more shots than they did but it just feels like because of the nature of Wednesday's mistakes, they get punished every time. You know, they don't really get away with much. You know, you'll see other teams in the league will make, even, even the Fulham game, there was a couple of times when, when Wednesday's pressing and the high, high pressing that they were doing caught them out a little bit because they, obviously they love playing out the back at Fulham. Um, there's a couple of times you could have caught them out. Um, there's one that sticks in my mind. I think it was, I think it was De Cruz. Alex might remember better. De Cruz cut him down and he tried to flick it through to Bannon and it was a great chance and, it just kind of fell to nothing. Whereas you feel like if that was the other way around and that was, you know, um, you know, Bernou made that mistake, that was a goal, that. And, and I just think that that's where we're at this season is that all the mistakes we make get punished and we don't take advantage of the ones that the, the opposition make. And especially when you've got players like Fulham have got, um, you, you can't give Mitrovic that kind of space, you know. You, you just don't do it. Um and that, that's the key in it. That's the, even if we take this very sort of little part of the season that we're dealing with now, if you take out the individual mistakes from that, um, from that period and you take the chances that you do get, we could have been looking at a, a potential late playoff push, you know? That, I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's a stretch to say that. If you get rid of the, those mistakes and take your chances, then, you know, we could have been a lot higher up, up the table than we are. Um, and I think that's obviously the most frustrating thing for Gary is that there's just no, um, there's no consistency there. And every time he thinks he's getting a little bit of somewhere, like with that, that the back three is a perfect example. You know, 
I offer Burner and Lees were so good in the in the, the previous two games, and then you know all three of them really really struggled against Fulham, and I think you know all of them made at least one mistake that led to a goal. I think that's it. You're looking at an, an accumulation of frustration, really, from from Gary Monk, and it all kind of came out. It, and same with the reaction from supporters as well. As you can tell, it's meltdown. Obviously, there's the there's the uncertainty of what situation Wednesday are exactly in, but. There were, there were supporter base who was seen this time and time again, and it was too much. The thing is, if you play, you've talked about the quality of, of Fulham's players, and they are one of the best teams in the division. There's no question about it. If they tore you apart by playing nice football, playing around you, and, and sort of picking gaps and finished you off, and the one-five-three, you could accept it. But the fact that they made it so, so easy. I mean, conceding, the, the penalty conceded by Dominic Iorfa was awful. Awful. Just no need for it, was there? There was no, no need for it to, to make that challenge. No. And that and that's you, you, you allow someone like Mitrovic to get through as he did, and even though it were a, a tight angle, he's got that it's quality Mitrovic. to finish in them, in them sort of positions. He's, 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 in finishing terms, he's a Premier League player. There's no, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. So that's where the, this frustration comes in. And and we have seen it time and time again. And you get your hopes up. Everybody gets their hopes up. The watcher perform. You see a back three that have performed in the way that they have, and you think, "Ooh, we're onto something here." We've talked about it on here. We are trying to get too carried away. You're thinking that that's a three-man defence that, that that Wednesday can go forward with, and and we can we can have a lot of confidence in that. And then it just gets in a game, even at three 0 down. When 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 the the first goal goes in, Wednesday had to go in. You know what? We could get into this. Yeah. Like it, it's madness the the the, the flip flop that happens, um, not just like between games, but also inside games. It's it's yeah, it's it's carnage being a Wednesday. I absolute carnage. Really is. Really is. We'll probably get on to more about the sort of rebuild and and and, and Gary Monk and and all stuff like that, and which players perhaps need to be moved on and stuff like that. We'll probably get on to that. After the final game, we're, we're, we're approaching that final game this week. We'll probably talk about that over the podcast or two uh, to, to come. But Alex, just looking at that defence, your thoughts on on the future of 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 that position for Wednesday, and 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 particularly the players that that were involved yesterday on Saturday, sorry, and also the ones that are still within the squad. As you said, can it be coached out of them? Are these players capable of going on and, 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 and having that future at Sheffield Wednesday that we want Sheffield Wednesday to have? I mean, that that is the weirdness of this team, that you, you asked me that on Friday afternoon, and I think all three of us are going, oh, you know, like you say, there, there is something here, there's something building. Um, yeah, I mean, the frustration of it is that it is the mistakes, even I offer who we've waxed lyrical about, He's, he's he's definitely still got a mistake in him, you know, and he he showed that. Look, he, um, he's played every minute, I think. I'm right in saying since since this restart, so that sort of fatigue and tiredness does come into it. it I'm not sure that's a tackle that he make or a tangle that he makes. You know, gets involved in earlier on in the uh, in the piece, but yeah, I, I think certainly I offer and, and Bernard maybe one going forward. The Tom Lees one is interesting because he has had sort of like a, a turbulent relationship with Gary Monk and obviously he's the club captain and, you know, he's got another year on his contract. Um, you know, the, there's nothing sort of direct that, that 
we've had to, you know suggest that that maybe he's he's looking at moving on. But he's you know it's been a really interesting sort of journey that he's had with Monk. Monk sort of called him out directly. Um, I can't quite remember the game, but back back in February, sort of it was, it was a bit of a public hanging really for, for one of his. It was the derby game that was it um, that he made a mistake and and, and hooked him at half time. So, so I mean that that's potentially an interesting one. You know, I might, I might be reading far too much into that, but that's an interesting one. You look at, you know, he, he name checked the mistake uh, that that uh, Mozart Abadjo, unfortunately again was involved with on on Saturday. Where he just got caught underneath the ball for the first one. You know, very unlucky to slip, obviously, and and that took him out of the out of the attack altogether. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it just comes down to that personnel change and. and you know, I think we are going to see changes. You know, how, how many centre halves do you have to have in a squad if you're going to play a back three? You know, you've got Palmer in there as well. So if there is going to be a turnover in terms of defensive mistakes, and that that's what he was talking about. He 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 did sort of mention the fact that obviously Wednesday needs to be more clinical, but he was always talking about it's the defensive mistakes that are costing us. They're the, the he listed them, didn't he? He listed them goal by goal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it, it's fair to say that we should expect a turnover in defensive personnel, um, and I'm not sure that that I offer and Burner are, are, are probably the the people there. So yeah, like I say, it's going to be, you know, we, we were talking before about you know finally getting a rest at the end of the season, <laughs> and Ryan, so it's going to be a very very busy few weeks. You know, we, we're not going to get much in the way of respite. You know, there are going to be players in, there's going to be players out. Uh, and it's going to be really interesting. And I know, Liam, you've just said that, you know, obviously we'll talk about Gary and, and you know, who, who who the man is to sort of steer that um, going forward. But like I say, it's, it's going to be a very, very busy and very, very interesting few weeks. And like I say, you know, I, I would expect to see a few changes, the defenders in the door, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. For me, I think what they're still lacking is is the leader on the pitch, um, the, the clear leader as well that we saw in somebody like Glenn Leuvens and, and you can easily hark back to, to to better times or brighter times but even when Glenn were sort of on the decline you've got a player there who you could see he made a difference he made such a difference to Tom Lees as a player uh, Tom Lees has never really looked the same uh, barring these, these flashes that we've seen recently and I think particularly if you've got that back three and you've got a man in the middle who can, can sort of guide talk you know, and, and and it's never really been part of Tom Lees' game. Um, it's, 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 never... one, it's one of the you don't you don't necessarily have to be a a shouting, screaming no. leader no. here. But if you are going to be one of the leaders, that I wrote a thing after the the Huddersfield game about that that's a, a captain's performance. That's a proper leader's performance. Um, but you've got to cheer them out consistently in order to be a club captain and and, and sort of lead that backline and. You know, I, I fully appreciate, obviously, with it being my first season following Wednesday, that I've not seen the best of Tom Lees this year. But, you know, you go back to when they were playing a back four and it was more often than not Lees that would, would miss out, you know, in favour of Isle from Burner. So, yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, he, do, he does still have another year on his contract. He's not one of the ones that can just be sort of uh, funneled out the door. Um, on good money, you, good money as well. Is, yeah, it, but, you know, so it, it does, it does, you know, it, it's important to stress, I think, we, you know, we've not had any whispers that, that Wednesday are, you know, definitely looking to, to move him on or, or you know, to, to the contrary to that. But, um, yeah, I think I think he's probably one of the names that, that maybe have a bit of a, 
a question mark over him going into the next few weeks. Just kind of struck me then you're saying about you've probably not seen the best of Tom Lees with this being your first season. There's quite a few players that in a Wednesday in that Wednesday side you could say that same about Adam Reach, even even Barry Bannon to an extent. Although I'm sure you've seen plenty of uh, of his quality, though I know he came in for a lot of stick on uh, on Saturday as well. But there weren't many that didn't. One player that drew a lot of play, praise on Saturday, Joe, uh, and, and rightly so. Um, although it then sparks this furious debate afterwards over his <laughs> overall qualities. Of course, I'm talking about Atinuio. In terms of that indivi- that day, that second half performance, what an impact he made off of the bench. I, I think it was a perfect example of what Nuiu can offer. You know, he's he's not a player who's anyone who spe- expects him to be the player who's going to start every game for you over the course of a season has got him wrong. That's not what he's about, you know. But when when you're chasing a game, especially. He's just he's just a bit of a bulldog, isn't he? Like he, he gets in there, he, he messes up, he messes around in the box, you know, he makes people uncomfortable. And you know full well, if you're a centre back and you're playing Sheffield Wednesday, you're thinking to yourself, I hope he don't come on. I really hope that big lad don't come on. You know, and that's just kind of I did a piece on it a few weeks back about why why I think he should get a new contract. And that's before, you know, before all this. Um and and I think that if the terms are right. And he is understanding of the role that he plays, and that he's okay with the role that the club wants him to play. In the sense that you know he's he's not going to start every game. Then I think it's a no-brainer to keep him around because I think he'll. I, th- I don't think he'll struggle to get a club elsewhere. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think he'll. He'll have any hassle in in trying to find someone else. And it's interesting to me. I I did a little bit of a comparison the other day on him and Marcus Tudgai. You know, they're the two the two players this year. Um, sorry, this century, who've got 50 goals for Wednesday. And Tugai did it in less games. And granted, he was, you know, he played wide a little bit as well. He wasn't always an out-and-out striker. But Nuyu's done it in less minutes. And Nuyu's also got more assists, which is interesting, given that he is a striker and didn't play as a winger, as a a creator at any point. And it's just interesting to me, regardless of, of... what you think of of you know new you and regardless of what you think of the way that he plays the fact that their records are similar you know i think i think it was 50 i think it's 52 goals for for Tugai in total and um and obviously new year's on 50 now and the way that those two players are seen at wednesday you know you won't find many people have a bad word to say about Tugai and you know i'm not saying that they should but the way that that public opinion is so massively split on New You um, is interesting to me. People always talk about, you know, we want players who want to play for the club. We want players who want to fight. And we want players who are, you know, have got that heart to try and forge a result. And if nothing else, and I don't think that is the case, but if nothing else, Atty's got that. You know, he's, he's always willing to come on and put himself about. And he's always willing to try and, you know, try and force something out for the, for the club. And, I, I just think it's you know I just think it's unfair the way he's, he's sort of dealt with by by some fans. Not everyone's everyone's cup of tea. That's that's not my point. You know I'm not saying that he should, um, you know he should be lauded as one of the best players to ever wear a Wednesday shirt. That's you know that that's not what I'm saying. But I do think that he deserves a little bit more respect than he than he gets. And I think the Fulham game was a perfect example of that. He comes on, um, and you know we've all been raving about you know how good my collector was for us last season um 
And, you know, to be fair, Hector was, was great against us until Atty came on, you know, and, and then Atty caused problems. And, 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 and Hector's one of, the, you know, one of the best centre-backs in the league. So I think it just shows what, what Atty is capable of if used properly and the sort of the role that he can play um, as part of a, a squad, you know, not in, t- in terms of a starting eleven, but in terms of a, the grander scheme of a, of a football squad, and he just gives you an arsenal, uh, like a, a sort of, um, he gives you an additional bit that not many people can get you. You know, you, it's not easy to go and find a player like him and replace him for probably the money that he's on. To be honest, yeah, it is different, and it's it's so. You are right about the perception of him, and but I think what's quite telling is the perception of successive managers at Sheffield Wednesday. Who've had there's, there's been plenty of opportunity for Atty Newell to be moved on uh, since since he arrived, and the managers have chosen not to do it. And it's not said that they couldn't bring somebody in who, who could perhaps score more goals, or they could try give give somebody a go from from a lower league who scored a lot of goals, and on, 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 then put them on similar sort of money as Atty. But managers have always seen something in him, seen a value in him, uh, and he's he's been happy to to seemingly happy anyway to to play this role that he's played, where he's not necessarily starting every game. And you, what in terms of perception as well, opposition managers will talk about Atinuio. And regardless of whether Atty's going, they know that Atty's probably not going to start. I know Ita Karanka at Middlesbrough, uh, he, when when he were there, he always used to talk about Atty Nuiu. Whenever there were a game coming up against Wednesday, always used to pick him out as a man that can can really shake things up and and make a big difference for Wednesday. And it, it does say a lot. And this is a debate that will probably continue, as, however long Atty Nuiu is is still at Sheffield Wednesday, whether that's a matter. Of, of a week or two now or, or whether he gets a new contract people will still still be debating whether whether he's uh, whether he should be in the side whether he whether he should be at the club and I, I, I'm with you Joe in terms of I, I think he, he should he should be given a new deal uh, I think he's, he's shown that very much so on Saturday and, and in this restart period as well um, um, it's, it's come on and, and made a difference I, 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 I would I, go on sorry I was going to say, I just think it's a little bit hypocritical from some fans that, you know, they, they talk about this this passion and this heart that they want players to have and they talk about guys that aren't problematic within the squad. And, you know, Atty fits both of those. He's clearly a, a, a very, you know, a character that people love having around. All you have to do is go onto one of his Instagram posts and see the amount of players commenting on him, you know, not just players who are with us now either. You know, you're talking, I mean, I checked it out, uh, there was... Which one was it? I think it was the Wednesday post when he got his fifth day. It was um, Lucas Zhao and also Michael Hector both commented on, on you know, his ability and what he can do. He's obviously a massively liked person within that club. And like I say, it, just, it, it makes no sense to me that we talk about players who want to play for the club and who, who, who aren't going to cause problems when they're not playing. And he fits that bill. You know, he, he, he does what he's there to do and... It just like I say, I think it's I just think it's massively unfair the amount of stick that he gets when, you know, he's done nothing but give everything for this football club for the last six, seven years, whatever it's been. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? You know, obviously his extension of his contract was announced at the same time effectively as, as Kieran Lee. And the narrative around Lee and knew you know, Lee was doing it, he was this, you know, club man that, you know, his legs have been falling off for the last couple of years, but he's going through it one one last time. 
and knew he was like, oh, well, there's Atty as well, sort of thing. You know what I mean? And, and uh, yeah, I think you're right. It is, it is slightly unfair. The, the thing about how he is, obviously, we, we can watch the warm-ups and things like that, so you can, you can pick up stuff there about what, what players are like. Um, and like you said, Joe, hugely popular. He's always having a laugh and a joke and that sort of thing. He's, I've noticed as well, he, he appears to be uh, popular with the younger players, who obviously we've seen more over the last few weeks. So it, in terms of the warm-up, you know, you'll see, you'll quite often see the young players sort of go off and, and do their own thing and, and pass between themselves. Atty's the one that goes with them, you know, um, where where some of the other senior players don't. So I think the the other thing is as well, and it is sort of the elephant in the room, if Sheffield Wednesday to be playing in League One next year, you couldn't build a better League One striker than Atty Newhill. Oh, he'll tear that league up. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, you know, I mean, he's, he's the sort of like the... the Perhaps won't do it pretty at times, but he'll, he'll he might well win you that league. Um, I mean, Liam, you you know a lot more about League One than us two. Maybe I'm doing it a disservice, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny that, that there are fewer of the big kind of bustling kind of strikers that, than what they used to be. But it, the, when when they are and they are of a certain standard, they, they certainly do manage to uh, manage to boss it. So. It would be an interesting one for uh, for League One, but maybe maybe this then comes down to Atty and whether Atty wants to play in League One. As we yeah. said, we don't find it. I think it'll be short. I think we might. This might be a discussion that we're having that uh, Atty might have his own uh, contribution. Yeah, to. wait, wait, wait for wait for some of the fans to have a pop at him then for leaving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. After, after the West Brom game. Um, Slavon Bilic and him were having a, a twenty-minute conversation on the pitch afterwards. Now I, they showed you that. I'll leave you there. Yeah. You saw that yeah. on the TV coverage as well. The, the, yeah, yeah. On that. Um, imagine, ima- imagine the absolute meltdown if you ended up going to a Premier League club. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, we've seen stranger things in the past. I, I, this is, you know, it's particularly for somebody who's got a specialism like Atty, it would it's not beyond all realms of possibility. Uh, that, 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 just to make one very quick last point on, on New Hugh, how do you go about replacing him? No, that's, that's exactly my point, yeah. Yeah, a, a, a six foot hundred, whatever it is, you know, it, it's just not going to happen. And that um, on on the managers thing, I, I don't think obviously he's played pretty much every game in, in some way, shape, or form. Obviously coming off the bench for the most part, but I don't think I've seen a team that hasn't changed, switched things around at the back when he's come on. Yeah, there's always yeah. been a move. So just like you, you know, like you both said, it, just having that in in the Arsenal and and ready to pull it. It's a bit of a trump card, isn't it, when 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 all else maybe isn't working. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be... Uh, I'll, I'll make it three yeses from the start this team. This has been a very unpopular podcast this week. <laughs> no, no one's going to listen to this ever again. <laughs> we'll have to have some personnel changes, like we said at the top of the, <laughs> top of the episode. You, you mentioned it, and we've got to talk about it, the AFL charge. We're here, it's Monday lunchtime. There's a game in, in a day and a half's time, the final game of the season, and we are still in the position where Sheffield Wednesday do not know their fate, do not know whether this game means everything on Wednesday night, whether it means nothing either way, whether it's just going to be a, an end of season battle between two sides that, I mean, Middlesbrough look pretty much safe now, Wednesday mid-table, or whether Wednesday have already been relegated. Who knows? Who knows? Alex, you've had a chat with... Somebody from the EFL just before this this podcast, as I say, it's Monday lunchtime as we record this. What's the latest from uh, from the EFL's perspective? 
Um, pretty much as enlightening as uh, every conversation we have the EFL, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, I think their, their hands are a little bit tied because they're waiting for uh, confirmation of a, of a verdict from the from the independent commission. So um, I think obviously the, there has been a lot of frustration with the EFL and the way that they've handled this all the way through. But I think in, in terms of not getting something out as soon as possible, they are, they are sort of waiting on a third party essentially to, to, to give them the nod. So, yeah, I, do, I mean, as you said, Monday lunchtime, we've sort of been told that they're not, they're not preparing for any statement today, um, which gives them one day essentially before they get to the final match day, which is just absolutely mental. You know, it's, it's just, it's just crazy that it's gone for this, this long again you have to factor in the fact that that Wednesday played a part in that in the way that they've they've defended it you know that, that it has been sort of dragged out by the fact that they've not just rolling over uh, and taken whatever's coming but um, yeah it's it's just so frustrating and, and Gary said that last week and it was sort of mentioned again on Saturday it's just get, going into that last game like you say not not having a clue <laughs> where they stand it is just Utterly bonkers. You, you think, you know, th- these are multi-million-pound companies and, and jobs are, are on the line. You know, with with these decisions, and yeah, it, it just to me is absolutely bonkers. And, and Gary saying last week that, you know, going forward, something needs to change in the in the protocol and how these things are managed. Um, hopefully, that that is something that, that's around the corner because, um, you know, essentially. You know, if it comes down to what players Wednesday can buy and, and can't buy, and all, all the rest of it, like I say, there are jobs in the background that that would go to the wall, especially with everything else that's going on in the world. Um, so it's not all about you know whether whether we're travelling to to Gillingham or or Villa Park next year. There's there's sort of there's livelihoods at stake as well. Um, yeah, pretty pretty like I say, frustrating. No one's more frustrated. Well, that would in fact, of course, the supporters are, but. We're finding it very frustrating as well. If there's any sort of notion out there that that we're just sort of sat and and going along with everything, you know, I promise you, we are we are doing everything we can to get what we can out there. But um, yeah, very very difficult indeed at the minute. Joe, I think we'll talk about this last game then against Middlesbrough. But Gary, after the game on Saturday, very much pointing to it and saying we need three points, and 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 if we're in that. Not so much with the, it, probably inferring towards the EFL charge, but but it also really kind of saying that they need a response, that they need to finish on a high, they need to finish with a win at home. Uh, and to be fair, they have got a, a good opportunity to do that against the Middlesbrough side, who, as we said, pretty much safe now. Um, and um, Wednesday can look to kind of finish with a with a bit of a flourish anyway. Yeah, I think look, one of the things that Gary said was that you know they owe it to themselves, they owe it to the fans, and I, and I think that's that should be the ultimate motivator. You know, I, I know that it's not always as easy as just getting the lads g'd up and, and they can go and get a result, but given the way the season has gone, given the fact that there is obviously changes coming, this is one last chance for anybody who's not hundred percent sure about what what they're doing next season. Um, to sort of put their hand up, really. And I think that given the, the way Wednesday have played at home this season, given the way things have been at Hillsborough, this would be... Um, look, Gary, Gary said after that, he said it, it wouldn't make up for it. 
You know, it wouldn't make up for what's happened this season. But I do think it would go some way to people, you know, we have short-term memories as humans. You know, we, we remember the, the most recent thing. So if you can if you can put in a good performance, you can you can get a win and it kind of gives that little bit of it won't be a lot given everything else has happened, but it kind of gives you that little bit of a boost going into next season and and I think that the the EFL case is, is something that is just constantly going to be hanging around until it's not. That's that's the, the, the reality of what we're dealing with. So I just I I can't get my head around the, the idea that we're going into the last game of the season and we we don't know if we're safe. We don't know what we need to be safe. We don't know if we're already gone. Like it's and it's not just us either. <clears throat> Sorry, this this case, this Wednesday case, affects everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, with the results we've seen the last couple of weeks, everyone's given themselves a bit of a shout. You know, down at the bottom of the table. And then with the Wigan thing and then with the thing going off with us as well, it's just, it's so wide open. And as Alex mentioned, there's, there are people's livelihoods on the line here. And, and we're not talking about the, um, you know, we're not, we're not talking about the footballers who are earning thousands of pounds a week. We're talking about the people who work at the club, you know, the, 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 average, the average Joe who, you know, you don't need them for a League One club, but you need them for a championship club. And there's, there's jobs like that that are on the, on the line. And, and the fact that we, and the fact also we've had this extra, whatever it's been, three months, you know, it's like the season was meant to be done and dusted. In, in normal circumstances, would we have been in July and still not had an answer? You know, if, if the COVID thing hadn't happened, would we still be here now? Or would we have had an answer earlier because the COVID thing wouldn't have shut things down a little bit? We, we don't know. Um, yeah, it's just, I just really hope they can end this season with, uh, um, with a win, I was I was hoping that he would get his fiftieth goal this weekend, um, but now he's done that, so I'm not too bothered about that. Now he can, you know, whatever happens with him, he's got his half century. That was that was kind of the the main thing for him in terms of <clears throat> you guys know I, I like a stat, so you know in terms of like little milestones and stuff like that, that was the kind of one that I was hoping would would come this season. Um, but yeah, it, it'd be nice. It'd be nice for you know a home clean sheet with with a couple of nice goals and just think it'd be nice to round things off nicely. And um, ideally, you want to find out after the game that we needed X amount of points to stay up and we managed to get one more point than that and everyone can have a party and we can put it all to bed. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Alex, in terms of selection, um, we, we're expecting pretty much a, a clean slate for, uh, for Gary Monk heading into this one. He suggested that Kieran Lee should be ready and available, uh, although I said that before. Um, what what do you think is going to happen? It, it's a game that Wednesday kind of do need to win. Will there be wholesale changes? You'd expect wholesale changes after his reaction after the weekend, but can he afford to do that? Should he do that? What, what do you think? Yeah, I'd, for example, I'd, I'd expect Jacob Murphy to... Um... Obviously, keep getting on the on the right for for Oda Badger. In terms of the back three, you know, would, would you bring Liam Palmer in? Perhaps, you know, as we said before, he was quite sort of pointed in his his criticism of, of some of the defensive mistakes. Uh, can you expect Connor Wickham or, or maybe Atty to to start up top? You know, having having made a bit of a statement in that second half, um, I, th- I think you know it's fair to say with it being the last game, whatever. 
Gary thinks his best team is 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 the one that you're going to see. But yeah, I, th- I think what Joe, you know, Joe sort of said there about it being a lasting memory. The last time we sort of half finished the season, it was the five nil at Brentford, and and it does sort of stick in stick in the mind for a long time. And you know, he's I know he's retired 140 times, but this could be Neil Warnock's last game in football at We've Hillsborough. Not mentioned Neil Warnock, have we not mentioned you know, Neil Warnock? You know, it, I was trying to avoid it. But <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 so he took the the Borough job on what was it, one thousand four hundred ninety-two games with eight games to go. So he brought up his his fifteen hundred, and you can just see him on the phone to Gibson, just like googling away at the at the fixtures. And oh, where do I finish? Oh, Hillsborough. Sound right? Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where do I sign? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. If if the final memories of the season are of a defeat to a Neil Warnock team and a barbed Neil Warnock press conference, uh, it, it could be a longer summer than, uh, <laughs> than perhaps we anticipated. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll always remember the barbed Neil Warnock press conference after when he was in charge of Rotherham and they came and won at Hillsborough. Um, I were in the press room that day uh, at Hillsborough and it were a masterclass, really. It was hard not to sit, even though you were a bit, mm, I can't believe losing to Rotherham, losing to Neil Warnock, you're kind of smarting a little bit, but you couldn't help but admire the ability <laughs> of the man to wind people up and, you know, praise them at the same time and, and show quite quite a lot of humility as well, which is not always a thing that you'd say about Neil Warnock, but I'm sure he'd have the same sort of thing as well. And yeah, it'd be interesting if it if it is incredibly decisive. So we want to we wouldn't avoid that at all costs. Uh, just get a win out away on on Wednesday night, and and what will be will be after that. He said just just very quick. Obviously, we we had him at Cardiff earlier in the year, um, and Cardiff got a, a late equaliser. Um, and I think Dom, obviously my colleague at the time, um, spoke to him at, at pitch side, and I I went into the press room, so he came in to speak to us. Afterwards, and I got a couple of questions in, and he, he sort of said at the end, "Oh, you're 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 from Wednesday, then, are you?" And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like in front of everyone. I'm I'm like three weeks into the job, not really knowing which way is up. And he just uh, sort of smiled and went, you know, obviously the frustration of, of the late equaliser just went, say hello, say hello to everyone back in Sheffield for me, and then just left. <laughs> was like, ah, oh, <laughs> Right, we're rapidly running out of time. We'll have to finish on uh, that note. As I said, we will kind of cover everything in general and Gary Monk and the future and all that. In, in We'll begin to cover that anyway in the podcast episode later this week after that Middlesbrough game um, and we'll continue to bring you podcasts uh, regularly after that. So subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can follow us on Twitter at The Star Owls and search for our dedicated Wednesday Facebook page as well. And of course, head over to www.thestar.co.uk don't know why I said www. Um, but that's where you're going to get the very very best coverage of Sheffield Wednesday that is out there and it's a pound for the first three months if you subscribe one pound three months fantastic deal running out of time so I'll say thank you very much take care head over to thestar.co.uk for all the latest news views and analysis of all things Sheffield Wednesday Follow us on Twitter at the Star Owls or search on Facebook for our dedicated Sheffield Wednesday page. And remember, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever.